Reel on Reels, episode 24. Taking us by surprise. Are you recording, you bloody wanker? Yeah. Am I kicking it off or you? Oh, good question. Um, how are you feeling? You want to do it? Sure. Okay. Go for it. We're recording. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is your favorite podcast of all time, Reel on Reels. I'm Rob. And I'm Jeremiah. And we're the hosts of your favorite podcast, your favorite hosts, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that would follow logically, I suppose. Of course. Um, but today we're going to be talking about a little uh, new, a little bit of a new uh, uh, project for uh, <laughs> Peel of Key and Peel and Get Out fame. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably still in the theaters. Yep, it's called Us. Yep. It's the, the sophomore effort from the uh the director that's so hot right now yeah um it's kind of a big deal yep jordan peele um i what was your first exposure to jordan peele rob um he wasn't on mad tv was he i know i know key was oh was he yeah keegan michael key keegan michael key yeah yeah i I, it might have been key and peele yeah, he he was on Mad TV. Peel was. Um, Keegan Michael Michael Key yeah, was. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I for, totally forgot about that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't think Jordan Peel was ever okay. on there. Yeah, so it must have been it must have been uh, Key and Peel then was my first exposure to Jordan Peel. Yeah, same here. It was here. just it was you know a brilliant show. Yeah, uh, I just I can't oh, I I don't think I ever actually like sat down and watched a whole episode of it, but I remember going through a lot of their segments like back in college. Yeah. Um, my favorite one had to be the uh the whole the one they would do the football player names oh yeah or, yeah the college football <laughs> oh introductions oh, was yeah so yeah and they just always had the most crazy names like uh like he one one time he's just like doing a like a dolphin sound yeah <laughs> for one of the names it'd be like uh ibrahim moises and like <laughs> yeah just, <laughs> oh man i wish i could remember more right now there were some hilarious ones yeah that that's a great skit um but yeah when i when I first heard that he was coming out with a movie, Get Out, at the time, I was like, okay, that'll be interesting. A horror movie written by, uh, written and directed by uh, Peel. Yeah. I'm, I'm always interested in those types of projects from comedians. Right. Because comedians tend to have the darkest minds. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, a lot of them are, um, they're just brilliant people. They They right. know, like, being funny involves a lot of, wisdom i think like it, it it's almost a good joke is kind of like something that and pretty much anybody can recognize like it's it's almost universal right. i mean you have to understand some of the context so it's It'll, not yeah but but yeah they get at they're economical when it comes to like getting at some sort of um you know universal like human uh experience right or they'll, often they'll say, you know, they have, like the Carlins of the world, they have just genius um, commentary on on politics that really yeah. cuts the heart of things. And um, But anyway, what are you going to oh, follow uh, up with there? I was going to say uh, that, and also comedy is a lot of storytelling too. So Right, yeah, um, that's true. And, I mean, mostly stand-up. I don't know. I don't think Jordan Peele did stand-up at all. But I think he's more of a hmm. comedy guy. But um, I would be surprised if he never did at least a little he, bit. He of might it. have, yeah, I don't know. 
but it's still it's yeah you know the the structure of one of those skits has to be concise enough to um allow an audience to follow along it requires uh you know filmmaking skills absolutely yeah yeah and they i mean they made a show that had um a lot of different kinds of segments and there was a lot of camera work involved and right. um and they've also done they've done a bunch of different shows um they've done like they did uh they were like detective partners in uh Fargo they had like kind of a small role in that the Fargo series right oh yeah and you know i think also comedy is kind of it this kind of directing i think he's very meticulous in how he frames shots yeah I how agree. he moves his camera mm-hmm um and that kind of detail is super important in comedy because one met, one missed word one um just kind of off tone the way you say the words the words that you choose can completely make or break a joke yeah or stumbling in a part where you didn't mean to right and setting up stuff mm-hmm. you know he he uh in in us and in get out he kind of in the frames and the backgrounds were getting kind of clues as to what the punchline at the end of the movie is going to be. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, uh, in Us, the, kind of the first shot we see is uh, Hands, Across the America, Hands Across America commercial, which we'll get into in a little bit more, but um, uh, on the side of the TV, there's, like, some VHSs, VHS tapes, mm-hmm. and one of them is Chud, which is about underground creatures that go above ground and kill people. Yeah, our, my friend Jason... Uh... Our friend, mutual friend Jason said that that was a little on the nose. That was his criticism. Oh, yeah. He's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, a lot of the symbology in this movie is either not subtle enough or very ambiguous. Which mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think an, a, a little mystery and amb- ambiguity go a long way in horror. Mm-hmm. But I don't know with a lot of the... We'll get into a little bit more detail, oh, but yeah. I just think a lot of uh, this movie suffers a lot from just too much mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, uh, yeah, too much is definitely uh, going to be a theme of my criticisms. I yeah. think. <laughs> and then after we uh, discuss the movie, uh, we and give our real score. We're going to be talking. About, we'll play some. Uh, what are we playing today? Actually, uh, we're playing. Uh, Look who's talking. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, look who's talking. So we're going to go over some reviews. Oh yeah, reviews yeah. of hit up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. There's some um, a little bit of a it's a bit of a divisive movie, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, the critics give it ninety four percent on rot- uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and or they have a ninety four percent, whatever you call that. They don't give it that anyway. Right, uh, the they, audiences are what uh, sixty five. I think is where yeah, it's when at. I looked at it was sixty seven. You looked at it more recently, and it was yeah. sixty five. So and yeah, there are. Um, well, yeah, we'll get into it. This would be a so, this would have been a good one for our uh, rotten to- or dirty rotten tomatoes. It would have, game, yeah, because um, it's kind of got that disparity. Oh yeah, to be actually in the game. Yeah. Oh man, we can't use it now. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been good for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he of course I don't think we even really mentioned that. Um, you know, Get Out was obviously the movie that really propelled him, and he won. He was oh, the sure, first yeah. first. Uh, um person of color to win the uh, best screenplay award and maybe the first horror movie ever to win that yeah which is pretty crazy 
Um, and he he got nominated for and nominated and won a slew of awards for that movie from all sorts of different organizations. Like the page on IMDb is like very long. There's like almost a hundred different entries. Yeah, Get, um, Get Out was uh, going to be always a hard movie to follow up on. Absolutely, because it is it's an incredible film. Um, it's just really good horror, good thriller. Um, got good twists, um, good, you know, symbols and just, uh, it's, it's, um, it's incredibly well balanced. I mean, obviously he, he, he already, you know, he had a lot of work under his belt, so it's not like he was a noob, but even, even still as a directorial debut, um, it's, um, and that just makes everything, all of that, although all the more impressive that his debut was so polished. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's low budget, but it doesn't. Yeah. You don't feel that at all. Well, he's a, he's a fellow fellow film nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's very clear when you watch his films, uh, just because of a lot of the the shirts the people are wearing. They're wearing movie related shirts. Um, in Us, they're on this boardwalk at a, like a carnival. Oh yeah, they're saying that uh, somebody mentions that they're fil- hey they're filming a movie over there by the carousel, and that was in reference to the Lost Boys. Because the Lost Boys was oh, you know area. that did uh, that did ring a bell, but I wasn't sure what they're referring to. But yeah, yeah. wow. So yeah, it, it, his movies are steeped in kind of film history. Yeah, and they buy the little girl, the the mom and dad at the very beginning. They buy her a T shirt for My, uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that it, it was it takes place in 1987. That little yeah. intro scene, and I think Thriller came out in what 86 or 87 somewhere Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a cool. So yeah, it starts. Reference. We might as well start. I mean, it starts off with um, a family at a that's carnival. A, that's what they call a good segue, Rob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I ruined it. <laughs> but it starts off with like a family at a carnival uh, at the boardwalk of, in where was it, San Diego? Uh oh, you know what? I don't know exactly where. There's somewhere around there. Somewhere around Southern there. California. Yeah. So um, it's like a family. The mom and dad are kind of bickering. Uh, at one another and then the little girl gets separated she finds her way she gets kind of she's a kind of like what she's kind of like attracted to this house of mirrors yeah she's drawn to it and she just kind of goes into it it's out on the beach right and obviously the house of mirrors is a very creepy atmospheric place it's closed so all the lights are off i don't even know really how she gets in i can't remember if the door was busted or something but she just walks right in i don't think there was a door a, a door or a gate or anything okay well, uh, and she kind of goes in, and um, she starts hearing noises. She turns around, and she sees the back of her head. Her own head, and it's not in a mirror. There's yeah. been, bef- like, leading up to that, there's her running around and seeing herself in the mirrors and trying to get out. Right, oh yeah, she's but, panicking, trying to get out, and right. then she sees her back of her head, and then the, she, the, little, the other little girl turns around, and it's her. Um, and, that, that, and then it cuts away. She grabs her throat. The little uh, look-alike grabs mm-hmm. the girl's throat and cuts. Yeah, it's a it's a very creepy intro. Yeah, and actually, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought I had a very good feeling of the movie that it was going to be good because of that intro. Right. Um, but I didn't feel like the rest of the movie carried that kind of creepiness. Um, almost not at all. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, but I thought that scene in particular was very creepy and very just, uh, I was getting chills yes. in that scene. Um, just how kind of well shot it was and how just completely terrifying that feeling must have been to find this yourself <laughs> turning around. Yeah, that is a very creepy moment. Um, and I mean, that must have been kind of a nightmare to film that because I always wonder like in scenes like that where they're in like a hall of mirrors, like how do they... It must be hard to get the right angle, yeah, and I to not like, have the camera show up and yeah, it's CGI, yeah, screen kind of. I think I think they probably put the screens together from different shots. Um, oh yeah, they might have done that too. Yeah, but yeah, it's a super well made uh, sequence. But anyway, it cuts to black, and then we are kind of transported into the current times, and we're following this little girl. As a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, character played by Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, of uh, Star Wars fame. She was yeah. in, in the new Star Wars. Yeah, she, I think she's a voice actress. She plays the uh, sort of Yoda-type character, um, Maz Kanata. Oh, yeah, yeah, Maz Kanata. And, yeah, she's also in 12 Years a Slave. A very, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, I actually haven't seen it, but uh, very critically acclaimed. She's in Black Panther. She's in The Jungle Book. Um, so she's kind of a big deal these days too <laughs> yeah and and speaking of black panther the uh her husband in this movie was also um in that movie oh okay i didn't know that winston duke yeah. her husband that um in, in us but oh, okay yeah gotcha gotcha oh yeah yeah yeah. that's where i've seen that dude before he plays the um the gor- the guy who's like the head of like the gorilla clan or whatever yeah. they're called they went to acting school together too oh neat yeah but uh anyway they hmm. ha- have their own family now and they're what they're on kind of a vacation yeah they're on vacation yeah. for some reason um they own a vacation house near where she had this traumatic experience as a child yeah. that's not really explained um it seems a lot to me well i think the ending kind of points to maybe why maybe she strategically picked out that that spot yeah i guess it could have all been just uh i mean this would be obviously the the spoileriest of the spoilers for the movie but um we, we always spoil the heck out of but, these movies anyway yeah but we we have we should probably <laughs> get to do a little more about what happens before we kind of spoil it cause right yeah. agreed um but anyway this family they kind of they're in their vacation home um and they're the dad is like working on he wants to get out on his new boat um the kids are you know, crummy little boat with an engine that keeps failing, and that plays a part, right. important part in the plot later. Yeah, the uh, little boy he always wears a mask. He's uh, obsessed with magic. Uh, little girl, or she's kind of like a young girl, not a little girl, but she uh, probably at least twelve, I would think. Yeah, but she uh, is like an athlete, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, there's it's just kind of it, it paints a picture of a normal, normal family that's, you know, ready to relax. Yeah. Normal middle class, maybe upper middle class family that's always trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right. And uh speaking of which there's that other family that they are meeting there on vacation. They actually <laughs> live they or their vaca- they I think they just have a vacation house there too, but their vacation house is massive. Yeah. Like you would think it was their their regular house, but And it the the husband of that family is played by Tim Heidecker. Right. From Tim and Eric fame. Right. And he's really funny in this movie, I think. His wife is played by um the 
um what's her name from mad men um why am i i had that in my brain just like two seconds ago i'm not sure of her name well <laughs> I, I got the cast list here i think um but please distract them while i look <laughs> yeah no it's elizabeth moss she plays oh yeah 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 and uh she she's one of the main characters on mad men um yeah she's She's pretty much good in everything, even if it's a small role. But yeah, but anyway, uh, the family's trying to relax in their in their vacation home, and some people. Peggy, sorry, I just thought of the character. Finally, oh. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> some people show up at the end of their driveway. Shadowy figures. They're just standing, menacingly in, in red jumpsuits. In red jumpsuits, <laughs> at the end of their driveway, just looking at their house at their house. And um. They start panicking. The dad tries to scare them off, tries to talk to them, and um, they start charging the house. They invade, they get in. And guess who it is? It's them. <laughs> it's us. Right. And the, the mom character, her clone, starts talking. Kind of like a... A very croaking, croaking speech, halted, yeah. and yeah. And what did what did she, do you remember what she kind of says in that? Um, she tells a story, which you, you know she's talking about herself, but she tells a story about um a girl who grew up as like the shadow of somebody else and could could never have her life, even though she somehow mar- you know was forced to marry the same man. And at this point, it, there it's very mysterious because you're not sure how like why this happened. Yeah. Like who these, what they mean by, you know, being like living some sort of parallel life, like what the heck's going on there. Yeah. And they're wearing red jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. They're wielding golden scissors, giant golden scissors. They're violent. They're threatening. And, uh, you know, that part was scary yeah. when they showed up at the end of the driveway and they started first uh, coming in. But I thought that that point, the the horror kind of diminished. I agree, and it became more of an action movie, and with a you know slight horror bent, a right. comedic bent. Right. It becomes much more of like a an actiony horror comedy in the vein of like a uh, a Simon Pegg movie, like Shaun of the Dead yeah. or something along those lines. I didn't quite feel the dread that I would expect from yourself <laughs> wanting to kill you. Yeah. And they they soon find out that it's happening all over the world, that clones of everybody. Was it all over the world, or was it all over the country? It was all over the world. Oh, okay. I didn't um, well, it might. It could have been just the country. Yeah, it was. Wait, no, I think they mentioned another continent, but maybe it hmm. was just the, over the country. But anyway, it starts happening all over, um, and people are dying, and their clones after killing their. Uh, they're called the untethered. They call themselves the untethered. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tethered, once they kill their tethered, they uh, join hands. And they're trying to join hands across America. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the hands across America thing that was on TV in the 80s. Yeah, because we, we, we come to find out that these people are clones. And this is where, <laughs> this is one of my big issues with the movie. And that... But we'll um, get into that a little more. <laughs> yeah. That they're clones and that they have been, I don't know, kind of vicariously living through their tethered in like this kind of 
cookie-cutter facility underground. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, there's, uh, we find out that there had been um, some kind of cloning experiment way back, and it was going on. It was still active, I think. Or no, I don't think it was still active at that point. But um, when uh, the little girl stumbles upon, I can't remember the character's name, when she stumbles upon herself in the, in the funhouse. Yeah. Um, or the Hall of Mirrors, yeah. That was um, that was because that funhouse is above the facility. Yeah, and the back room had an escalator that went down into this facility that seemed like they weren't really forced to stay there. Seems like they could have just left it any time. Yeah, we could get. Do you want to get into the logic of this uh, screenplay? Or do you do you want to start doing categories and? Yeah, we'll maybe, talk about some categories yeah, since we've been talking a little, a little bit at a time here. Um, acting, I think maybe we should start with. I think sure. the acting is really good in this. Um, I was impressed by Lupita Nyong'o's performance. Oh yeah. Uh, Winston Duke does a really good job. The kids do a good job. I I can't remember. Do you have the kids' names handy? Where's my list? <laughs> uh, it uh, would be Zora and Evan. Jason. Yeah. Um, Sh- uh, Sh- Shahadi Wright Joseph plays Zora, and Evan Alex plays Jason. They, um, yeah, they do a, a good job in this. I think the acting is not really an issue. I love the name Zora, movie. by the way. That's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> I gave acting a but, nine. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I I went with the seven point five. Um. I really thought I did think that Lupita Nyong'o um, stood out, but beyond that, I just wasn't really impressed. It, it just seemed kind of like typical horror movie acting. It just didn't. Um, I didn't find any, really any of the characters interesting. I wasn't. I didn't feel attached to any of them. Which I know that's not entirely because of the acting. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went, But I still went with the seven point five. It's not terrible, but. Um, I just didn't see any reason to give it anything better. Yeah, that's Bump fair. it up. Um, so. Yeah, so the the untethered start obviously killing. They're they're chasing this family around, and it seems like the family, the 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 real family, they kill they kill these people a lot. Didn't it seem like that? They do what? They kill the uh, the clones that are after them like a couple times, and they always seem to come back. Well, there was I think there was only one. Well, yeah, I think that did happen. The, one of the daughters of the White family did. Um, well, I don't I don't remember the actual names, but they uh, they're Tyler's the they because they're white, so they're the White family and <laughs> whatever. Um, but. Because obviously they're intended to be like just juxtaposed. It's a black family and a white family, but the, one of the daughters does come back alive, and I think the um the dad, yeah, the dad does too. Um, but yeah, they. And it, then the mom comes back too, right? She kills the mom, kills her clone, and then she comes back later. The um Lupito Nyong'o character. Oh, um. Did she? I thought she only killed her the one time. I thought, it, I thought she came back a couple times. <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't even remember. I, I thought there was only maybe a couple of characters. You could be right. But yeah, yeah that it's one of those sort of just like cheap horror movie tactics. Yeah, it, it really, I just, yeah, I wasn't scared. Yeah. Except for that first scene, I was not scared. Um, And I, 
I was kind of disappointed in that because I was expecting Jordan Peele. He said it was a horror movie. Uh, so I was expecting to be a little more scared than I was. Yeah, definitely one of the things that um, I found disappointing was that, like you said, I thought that he would go, I thought he'd be a little bolder because Get Out was not really that gory or anything. You know, it wasn't, I mean, it's a horror movie technically, but not like in, um, it's not like fully a horror movie. It's got yeah. other stuff going on, Yeah, which isn't a bad thing, but. Um, this movie wasn't that gory either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a lot of the violence was kind of off frame. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought uh, he kills. He kills one of the the dad kills his clone by drowning, and yeah, it's um because of the the uh he goes out on the boat. <laughs> right. That's how he gets him out of the house is using his crappy boat. Mm. But yeah, I just did not. I I didn't feel like the sense of dread that. I was really expecting and the, 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 that I felt in that first scene. Yeah. The movie peaked immediately. <laughs> yeah, basically I did. Um, yeah. Well, we're on that. I, I did think that, um, the scene where they, when she's explaining to her clone toward the end of the movie that, um, like what happened, because that's of course it has one of these scenes where they have to explain everything so that you yeah, know what the heck is going a on. Twist. Yeah, and when we she finds out that they're all all clones, um, and she's explaining all of that. They go through. Um, it shows like the the tethered mimicking their the movements of the people on the on the Earth. I guess it's sort yeah. of like a a Morlocks and Eloy situation, like from Time Machine. Hmm. Um, but. They not that they mimic them, but it's like the underground and the the quote unquote normal people. But they are, and that's kind of disturbing how they're just like weirdly mimicking yeah. them, and they're like eating rabbits, raw rabbit. That was that was pretty disturbing. Yeah, the the cloning facilities are filled with rabbits, which I don't I don't know. Hmm. I, I, you don't know I, why? I don't know why. <laughs> I guess there's just they just cloned a lot of rabbits for some reason. Yeah, maybe that was their test subjects. Yeah, but there's just so much unexplained. Yeah, in the and might as well, I, this might be might as well be our screenplay segment. Yeah, <laughs> I there's so much unexplained in this movie, and I don't I don't really ever expect too much explanation. I like when there's mm-hmm. uh, ambiguity, right, in film, but I just thought there was too much. Yeah, this is this, this is a movie well. that could have benefited from a lot more ambiguity, because a lot less. Oh, a lot interesting. Less okay, so we're looking at this from different perspectives. So, you would have liked there to be more of an explanation, like some kind of like something more plausible as to how they got like the DNA of like everybody in the country somehow in this little facility. I mean, it could be a big facility, facility, but yeah. I mean, it's it's grossly implausible right i mean i just felt like it doesn't really matter i guess but i just felt like the logistics of all of that was kind of left by the wayside and kind of uh brushed over and okay and so here's why i say maybe more ambiguity would be better because what if he didn't even try to come up with this whole like sci-fi uh explanation for it because i think that's part of the problem is that he didn't develop that enough or he didn't you know it's just he 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 
I see what you're saying. Yeah. There would have had to have been a much more well thought out explanation for it to to not for you to be able to suspend disbelief, and right. then it would become like the sci fi movie pretty much. So I I really think it would have been better if like if these tethered or whatever were like some sort of mysterious shadow people created by like um like traumatic uh, experiences or something like that, and we yeah. it, it and and um bring the scale down a lot <laughs> right like it doesn't have to be like the entire country and but see i get i kind of get what he's going for mm-hmm. because my theory is that what he's talking about is the hands across america thing i think this film is literally his kind of appeal to americans yeah to say hey we have to kill our egos if we're gonna heal as a country and hold hands again and across America. And that is a beautiful message. And, um, you, you kind of, um, helped me to see that, see that angle of it. Cause I hadn't really thought of it that way before. I mean, the movie's um, called us, right? <laughs> and at when you point, think of it that way, it's a little heavy handed, but I didn't pick up on it right away. So yeah. I guess it's not too heavy handed. And at one point she, uh, Lupita Nyong'o asks her clone, who are you? And she goes, we're Americans. Yeah. She did say that. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just thought I thought it's it's if that's what he's going for, I I really enjoy it, but I just thought it wasn't nearly scary enough for right. my taste. And and there is um this theme of like the the oppressed and the oppressors and the whole, you know, and re, more even more specifically like um one of the reviews I read on Rotten Tomatoes mentioned how it was kind of playing off of this idea of um how envy basically like there are people and this could be sort of like a more of like an acerbic social commentary about how like you have people and actually i just realized that's even mirrored with the um that the main family and especially the dad while he's wanting to keep up with the joneses you know Mm -hmm. get having nicer things like this other family um and but yeah the whole idea of the like i said like the morlocks and the eloys the people who are who are relegated to this um you know, like this kind of subhuman existence mm-hmm. and the people who are above yeah, there's on, a lot on of, the planet. Yeah. There's a lot of layers to this, um, which is good. I mean, that's, that's one of the movies where deeming qualities is that there's so many different ways to look at it. Yeah. Um, I agree, but it does, it's not without its flaws right. by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, screenplay. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a lot of plot holes that's honestly my biggest thing with it um but yeah I, I pretty much agree with your your criticisms like i think you said it well that it just isn't um it's not a really a coherent horror movie like it just it tries to be too many things at once oh and i i also think that the hall of mirrors going kind of connecting my talking about my th- the theory again i think the hall of mirrors was trying to say that the way that we kill our egos because we find out that uh, the little girl, the the mom, Lupita Nyong'o, is the clone. Oh, right, right, yeah. And the little girl that was, um, like, after she left that funhouse, she never talked again because she was one of the clones. Right. But the little girl was switched, and the one that's talking, because none of these other clones talk. The only one that talks is Lupita Nyong'o's right. clone. Yeah, and expl- that explains why. Right, and it, also why her voice sounded so croaky because she hadn't used it in years mm-hmm. um and how she kind of became a kind of a leader right 
in there because nobody else had that ability. Yeah, and one other one of those things that doesn't really make sense is that the the whole idea of tethering of like the mirroring and all that mm-hmm. seems to be used selectively. Right. Like when are they mirroring and when are they not mirroring and when do they how do they all just suddenly one day stop mirroring? Yeah. I mean, and and mirroring is only used to kill one of the clones and that's the the little boy's clone. Yeah. Um and I I don't know that whole subplot to me just seemed unnecessary too. Yeah, they he had the little boy walk backwards. The son walk backwards and his clone walk backwards into a fire. Yeah. Which I don't know what made him do that. Yeah, I don't either. What circumstances <laughs> changed? Um so there's a lot of things that are unexplained that just kind of don't land well. Yeah, and I think he probably also thought it was funnier than it really was. And he probably thought that he was lightening the mood because it was going to be a more like a serious and kind of like almost artsy kind of ending. Like right. with the whole like kind of ballet like fight that happens. Oh, yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, I kind of see what he was going for. I just, I yeah, it it, it doesn't come across as um, a polished, coherent whole, even though actually the I think the cinematography is a little bit better. Um, and of course, he was had a higher budget to work with. Right. Um, it's still a pretty low budget, right? $20 million. Twenty million, Yeah, not not super high. Yeah, it, and it was, uh, I had a statistic here for it. It, was, it broke some record. Um, but yeah, it grossed $71 million opened it over its opening weekend, and it's the f- highest ever for an original horror movie, and the second highest for an original live-action film after Avatar. Okay, yeah, that's all pretty predictable just because of who it is. And Yeah, so I mean, it, it's... It, extremely successful mm-hmm. um i'm curious to see if his next movie is as successful yeah um i think i i think i'm actually the audience reviews yeah i think i'm looking more forward to his next one. Oh yeah i i was i'm not put off by this because I, I think i think it'll work a lot of bugs out of his system because it, he'll i think um there's a lot of really incisive criticisms and um even though it is getting good high ratings and everything all right. Um, let's I gave get... the screenplay a uh, seven, by the way. Okay, yeah. So let's finish up these ratings here. So um, for screenplay, I, I give it a five point five. Okay. Just didn't like didn't like it very much. Yeah. Didn't like the story very much. I thought it had its redeeming qualities, um, but in the end, it just wasn't um, up to snuff. Yeah, I didn't feel connected. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, direction. Editing or direction. Oh. Um. I gave direction an eight. I thought every, there were a lot of uh, well-framed stuff, well-framed shots, but um, yeah, the, some of those things that were placed in, this, in the shots were just kind of <laughs> overt and not very subtle. Sure. Um, but I mean, I think it's because everybody's looking for the stuff that's in the scenes in his movies. You know what I mean? Because they know that everything is important in a Jordan Peele shot. Yeah, I I don't know. I though I feel like people say always say that about their favorite directors. You know what I mean? But what I'm trying to say is everything has a meaning. Maybe maybe not because like a lot of some directors just throw stuff in. That's true. Whether it's for uh the tone or just cuz they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. But Jordan Peele seems to be very uh meticulous like i said earlier on what he puts in his movies every single image yeah i would agree that 
the film does feel pretty deliberate and I don't think that's always a good thing. <laughs> right. Um, because it does sometimes you, you feel like, okay, he's, it's, it's almost like he's more concerned about his message than making a good film. Yeah. Um, and so I did give him a 6.5. So, um, not terrible, but not great. Hmm. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, uh editing. Sure. Yeah. So I give it an eight. I actually, yeah, me too. I thought it was solid. Um, I thought that, especially in that that creepy scene early on, that was well done. And I actually thought the fight with her clone toward the end was pretty cool. Um, and the way that was edited, I think, turned out really well with like how um, the far away shots and were kind of juxtaposed to the more close close up ones. Yeah. And the different kind of feel you get from them. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought it was just it was well put together. It was a coherent story um nothing too too bad to say about the editing all righty then what about uh post uh post-production effects i give it an eight i give it an 8.5 oh i was impressed with um the seamlessness of this actually i think this might be yeah i think this is my highest individual rating um i was impressed with i mean as far as like the gore and the violence and stuff like that that stuff was well done and makeup all that um you know it, it doesn't really blow me away in any kind of horror movie anymore because it's all pretty pretty standard stuff but um but what i was really impressed by the the fact that basically every actor is playing two characters because they're playing themselves and their clone and the way that that uh it came it came across so naturally that you never even think about wait a minute these this is that same person trying having to do both things like both things that their character is doing in the scene right. that their two different characters are doing yeah. they have to play both sides of the scene and it's very i don't know how they made it so seamless um so i was really impressed by that yeah which i think is why maybe you should have given acting a little bit of a higher score because act, eh. acting is probably why it's so seamless because they have to react to somebody reading their lines that's not them and not probably not acted well. It's probably just somebody reading the lines going, all right, well, here's the line. <laughs> and then they have to act Fair based point. on that. So I, I think that uh, you cut acting a little short. I don't think acting was the issue in this movie. Perhaps so. Perhaps so. That's a good point. All right. Um, you may have them occasionally. What do we think about the sets and art direction? Eight. I give it a six. Okay. Why? Um, I thought there, I did kind of like the way that the, that, um, the whole underground, like, um, a segment, like the, the, the tunnels or whatever, and all of that stuff, like when she first goes down and from the funhouse underground, I thought uh-huh. that whole sequence was pretty cool, but, yeah. um, for everything else I thought was pretty standard. Right. I, I just didn't, none of it blew me away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I thought it was okay. I didn't mm-hmm. think anything was out of place or anything. And I don't know. It it just, it served its purpose. So so nothing detracting. So you figure eight is fair. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It, it, and I, I also consider the fact that it just it kind of felt like real locations. That is a fair so point. Nothing felt like staged. That is so. a fair point. Yeah. Alrighty then, Rob. You're uh, 
making a little, little impression on me here. Mm. <laughs> what about um, cinematography? I gave that an eight. Same here. Yeah, I thought that was actually a strength of it. If you just think about how the how the shots are framed, yeah, um, it's there. I don't really see any issues with that. I thought I thought that when when there needed to be something like creepy and off to the off to the side over here, it was. And I thought when when um you know when they're doing that, they're sort of ballet like fight toward the end of the movie i thought that was really well um stage as well yeah and um we should probably yeah. explain luango's when she was a little girl practice ballet oh that's so right clone practice ballet as well mm-hmm. so they had like this kind of ballet fight where lupita Nuango was trying to dodge a uh ballet dancing clone well actually not <laughs> not the clone the clone <laughs> was trying to yeah <laughs> whatever it's one of those things where you have to think back a movie like you and kind of reevaluate that character's right motivations and everything that they did because of that that revelation yeah um good reason to see this again yeah i don't think i will but it would be a <laughs> it, it probably would be worth watching again if you just if you really liked the movie and you wanted to kind of get those subtleties because i'm sure there are quite a few right um, um we didn't talk about music yeah so 7.5 for me. I 8. thought 8.5. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I really like there was some really dramatic music. I like the chant at music. the beginning. Yeah, yeah, the chanting. Don't that was really cool. Me. It was very it was almost too epic. Yeah. But I I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and it, what's interesting is Jordan Peele found that guy. Um what's his name? Do you have that? I have it somewhere. Uh Michael Abels. He found Michael Abels on YouTube. Oh, okay. And he did the music for both Get Out and Us. That's really cool. Yeah. And then there's the funny scene where uh, they're in Tim Heidecker's family's house and they're, they want to call for <laughs> help. And they say, Ophelia, which is like their Alexa. Ophelia, call the police. And it starts playing Fuck the Police <laughs> by NWA. Um, that was a really funny scene. Yeah, it was, it was originally supposed to be Roxanne by the police. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think they went with the better choice there. Yeah. Uh, so we do. Do we want to uh, jump into a couple of reviews here before we go to our game, Rob? We should probably talk about the rest of our scores. Oh, we got, uh, yeah, we, such as our real factor. Oh, uh, getting ahead of myself. I get my real Typical. factor was a six point five. Uh, my real factor was a five. Okay. Um, and my total score was a seven point eight repeating. For me, it was a six point nine with a four repeated. Which means the world's real score. I say the world because this is official. Imagine a drum roll because I can't do one very well. Yeah, just go. Uh, bad. Seven point <laughs> four one six repeating. Yeah, which is uh right around the IMDb average. Yeah, they gave it a seven point four, but we of course are more accurate. Of course. And realer. More statistical, more scientific, all that good stuff. We already mentioned Rotten Tomatoes, ninety four critics, sixty seven or sixty five uh, audience. Um, and yep, what are you six, looking at? 65. Yeah, it's sixty-five, <laughs> ninety-four, sixty-five. Um, all so, movie gives it three stars. Yeah, three stars, eh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Out, out of four, it's out of five. Out of five, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, I think uh, we those those people did a pretty good job. They did all right. Um, but they they were close. <laughs> Every, but, everybody's just trying to get. Find the find out the formula for the real score. That's what they're all trying to figure yeah. out. 
So yeah, let's good let's talk about some of these uh Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Do you want to do uh do some rotten or some fresh to start out? I want to do a rotten one, an audience one. Okay, rotten um, audiences. It says uh I'm not really sure. L N it prod L <laughs> says three stars. Slow pacing at the beginning. Not enough payoff, but enjoyable. I think not enough payoff is a fair criticism of this. Yeah. It's kind of a lot of build up for very little. Yeah, it's like, okay, we know she's going to kill her clone eventually. Right. That's not really much of a climax. It's also kind of hinted that the little boy is also the clone. Like, at some point they switched. Which didn't make sense because the clone had, like, a burned face. Yeah. And then the non-clone didn't. Yeah, I didn't really think too much about the significance of that. It's felt like an unnecessary subplot to me. Unless they were switched when before all that. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I like what Nestor O says. Um, the movie feels r- rushed and dragged out at the same time. The storyline is incomplete, while the events that uh, the events that while events that do not advance the plot are dragged out. If you're expecting a horror movie, skip this one. The movie did not meet the expectation that I had when, when I saw the previews. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with all that. It's, um, it, uh, the, the pacing is, is weird. Hmm. Like that was, I could never really get into the beat, into the rhythm of it. Yeah. There was no, yeah. It was just kind of breakneck pace. Mm-hmm. Um, it started off slow. Then it was just like, went full on sprint Mm -hmm. to the finish line and then you're just left kind of like oh it's over right exactly race is over (laughs) very much so uh but yeah i thought we had one more lap um okay so jose c gives a half star says really stupid movie honestly no suspense and i only laughed at a few scenes because of how bad they were the lead actress did her best acted well Get Out got to his head and tried making this movie smarter than what it should be. Skip it. Trust me. That's probably the way that... I mean, it's a little harsh, but it's probably the yeah. way that a lot of people, that people feel. Yeah, I don't um, agree with the score of only a half star, but I do agree with that mm. there's hardly any suspense in this film because yeah. of that pacing issue, I think. It just, just it moves too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're barely given a chance to be afraid of these new... Uh, people are these kind of murderers uh, before kind of there's like a chase a cat and mouse kind of scenario takes over the movie yeah it really should have been more of a stalker and prey type uh, yeah but that's what I was expecting I was expecting more kind of they're being hunted by these people yeah I thought at some points they hunt them like right I don't know. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. It just, if, yeah, it just feels muddled and convoluted. It's a shame because it's got, like we've said, it has a lot of good aspects, but it just doesn't come together to form something coherent. I've got uh, got a negative uh, critic here. Oh. So it has some masterful cinematic bites, but when you step back and take a look at it as a whole, there are too many random pieces stitched together that don't quite fit. Yeah. Pretty much sums up my problem with it. Yeah, my biggest issue with it. 
Um, Peter, who was that? Who said that? Oh, uh, that was I scrolled and lost it. Lisa Johnson Mandel. Ah. Or Mandel. From what uh, publication? At homeinhollywood.com. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hollywood.com? No, at homeinhollywood.com. Oh. Listen, Rob. No, I meant like it's the, <laughs> the publication of which you oh, speak. The. Wow. It is the. Wow. <laughs> uh, Peter Rayner of the Christian Science Monitor says, <laughs> Fresh. Ambition in the horror genre can be a good thing, but the overreach in this movie detracts from both the horror and the ambition. Having said that, Peel shows a marked advance in filmmaking skills here, and in her dual role, Nwango is ferociously good. I agree with him. That's well put. Um, yeah. Overreach is, uh, I think, a, an apt um, descriptive of this movie's issues. I yeah. Think it's it's yeah. stretching too far in a lot of areas. Overreach is definitely a good key word here. Yeah. Th- that pretty much sums it up. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a good uh, positive review here from uh, Damien Straker, oh. I- Impulse Gamer. Oh. Us is both enjoyable and slightly disappointing when seeing the clever aspects of Peel's filmmaking draw tantalizingly close together before drifting apart. So this guy is kind of seeing it as like, oh, you got almost there, but not quite. So that's a little more, more optimistic, but he okay. still sees some of the problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rob, are you ready to, are you ready to play? Yeah. And I, 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 I just want to say before we play. All right. That uh, I'm proud of these critics and these audiences. Yeah. They, they're very uh, astute. A lot of good reviews. Around. Yeah, a lot of good reviews on this one. Yeah. Well written, that is. So, uh, astute. Good show, y'all. Apt and uh, incisive and all that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, let's play some Look Who's Talking. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Play that music, funky white boy. Dude, where's my card? Dude, where's my card? Dude, where's my card? Only on real, on real. This is a Look Who's Talking, a trivia quote game. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah and I are going to be tasked with uh, trying to decipher the movie, the character, and the actor related to the quote that uh, we're given to one another. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said, Rob. Thanks. Okay. I'm fluent in English. <laughs> I've got the uh, I've got the scored ledger available right, here. So um, we're this. It's a possibility of winning three points. Um, one point for the movie, one point for the actor, one for one point or character, one point for the actor, and then uh, if we use our hint, we deduct a point from that total. Negative points possible. Negative points possible. All right. So uh, what are uh, you got the game ledger out? I do, Rob. What I are the uh, current scores? Our all-time totals are seventy-nine to sixty-seven, with Rob in the lead. I'm oh, thinking boy. we should ha- we should have an endpoint to our season, and then like try to try to best each other each season. Yeah, I'm just now presenting this to him, <laughs> this idea to him for the first time on air. <laughs> hey, the, the on the air is the best time to hash out. 
background backstage secrets. Absolutely. Yeah. Should uh, talk a little about our budget and uh, how much, uh, you know, we're getting paid here. Yeah. Uh, We uh, would like a raise, but management's a a real pain in the old tuckus. Yeah. You know, all these taxes. Yeah. So, you want to go first here, Rob? Thieves. (laughs) Government thieves. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. My first quote for you is, Clara was one in a million, one in a billion, one in a Googleplex. Okay, I know this. Was one in a million, one in a billion. Clara. Oh, Clara. Okay, well. (laughs) <laughs> Clara could be important. Yeah, a bell. it very well might. I can almost picture the dude saying it. Oh man, it's like some nerd. Only nerd would use the word Googleplex. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and use my hint. Okay, your hint is gigawatt. Gigawatt. Oh, gigawatt. Uh, they talk about gigawatts in what is it, Ghostbusters? Um, the Ghostbusters? Gigawatts, gigawatts. Back to the Future, maybe. You always you like to reference those two movies, but <laughs> um, gigawatt. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with um, Back to the Future. I, I can't think of what. Oh, I guess. Um, There's three Back to the Future movies, so I'm gonna have to have you pick one. Oh, okay. Uh, Back to the Future two. Okay. And then um. Well, I guess. Dang, if I can't know the movie, then I could just all these could just be <laughs> tanked. Well, but I, I guess uh, that's who do you who do you think the actor or character in Back to the Future Part Two said it? Um. I'm going to say Marty McFly and Michael J. Fox, obviously, is the actor. So that, I guess that'll just be my answer then. Okay, you have negative one point. <laughs> uh, it was Back to the Future Part 3. Ugh. It was Doc Brown, Ugh. Uh, play, play, played by Christopher Lloyd. He, Clara was his girlfriend in the uh, Old West. Right. Played by Mary Steenburgen. I was annoyingly close on that one. That's, I, should get a, I should get a pity point. Nope. Um, all right. Fine. Pity point. You get zero. You are the worst person. Okay. Probably the negative one, right? You're the worst. Okay. So, first quote for you, Rob. My theory is that everybody is a potential murderer. What do you got for me, Rob? My theory is that... I'm going to need my hint. Stranger. Stranger. Or uh, Strangler, I mean. Strangler. Yeah, the actual, the actual, the actual clue is Strangler. <laughs> Sorry. Um, We're not timing it, so it's all good. Str- strangler. Wow. Hmm. My theory is everyone is potential murderer. Han shot first, everybody. 
Just letting you know. It's on Rob's shirt, so. It's on my mind. <laughs> uh. What I th- <laughs> <laughs> Um. I. Not ringing any bells. Jesus. I no. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Drawing a blank. All right. Uh so the movie is Strangers on a Train. Um yeah, I accidentally gave away part of the title. <laughs> and then uh the 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 character is Bruno Anthony and the, the actor is Robert Walker. I've never so, I haven't all for all I know everything you just said was made up. I've no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> You've never never heard of it, never heard of never him, heard... never heard of that character. Nothing. I've never heard of anything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't get angry, Rob. Um, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock movie. I figure everybody compares oh, okay. Jordan Peele to Alfred oh, Hitchcock. Oh, so. yeah. Stranger. Okay, yeah. It's vaguely familiar. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay. That was uh, probably one of the more difficult ones. So that was a negative one for me. All right. Do I get a pity point or did you, did you not give yourself well, a pity we'll, point? We'll, we'll pity, pity each other. Okay, We're good. good. All right. I'm mulligan. <laughs> All right, so uh, number two. He's a man from outer space, and we're taking him to a spaceship. Man from outer space, and we're taking him to a spaceship. Um, a man from outer space. I'm going to go with um, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, I don't know. That's probably wrong. I can't remember the actor. Um, see the the robot was Klaatu. I don't remember the name of the. Would you like your hint? The dude. Yeah, go ahead and give me the hint. The hint is Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Ugh. It's annoying. I know that. Oh 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 oh! It was um E T. This is where the Reese's Pieces are from. And I want to say, was it Drew Barrymore's character that said that? I don't remember the name of her character. So yeah, that's gonna be my answer. Um, you're right about uh it being E.T. Okay, but it was actually Elliot, oh. by Henry Thomas of uh, Hill House fame. Oh, okay, well, I'm at zero then, right? Um, <laughs> got the negative one for using yeah. the hint, and I got the point for the movie. Yeah. Okay, all right, bunch of goose eggs so far. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Here's the next one, Rob. If I do what you tell me, will you love me? I'm going to need a hint. It's very <laughs> vague. All right. Uh, Dizzy is the hint. Dizzy? Um... I'm going to say it's bedazzled. Star and it was said by what was the quote again? If I do what you tell me, will you love me? I'm gonna say it was Brendan Fraser's character, I don't know his name, in Bedazzled. His name was Elliot, I believe. It was, yeah. But no, that's not the right that's movie. Funny. <laughs> um it's uh it's from Vertigo. That was where the Dizzy quote Damn. comes from. There's some hard quotes, Jeremiah. A- AFI's greatest film of all time. Um, well, I've seen it, but that's a throwaway line. 
I don't know, came up on my research. I guess I could have given more context, but it made it a little easier, but all right. Um yeah, and it's I call Kangaroo Court. <laughs> characters Judy Barton, actresses Kim Novak. Do you know who Judy Barton is? I mean Like if before you looked up that question, if somebody said What's your favorite Judy Barton film? I wouldn't have known you know who that is. No, that's not that's the character, dude. Oh. Well, whatever <laughs> whatever her name is. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to remember the full name, no, but I would have known the actress. All right. Uh, yeah, it's your turn. And that was uh, a negative one for you. Yeah. Uh, three, you love me enough to sell your tickets. I love you enough not to let you. What do you say we try to do all of it? Let's try to jerk one out of the park. Uh, can you just repeat that again? It's a little long. <laughs> You love me enough to sell your tickets. I love you enough not to let you. What do you say we try to do all of it? Let's try to jerk one out of the park. Jerk one out of the park. Man, you know what? I def- I've definitely seen this movie, but I just... Uh, what were the tickets for? That would that really help. I could figure that out. I, That movie, the one with Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon comes to mind, but I don't think that's it. Where he has the Red Sox season tickets. I can't even remember the name of that movie. Um, um I'm, yeah I'm just going to go with that one because I really can't think of anything else um, let's see if I can think of the title of it uh, you know what let me just give me my hint maybe that'll help the hint is temperature temperature hot or cold something about heat or cold in the title Temperature. Hmm. And yeah, um, I I got nothing. I'm just gonna try to go with uh, Drew Barrymore, and I don't. That's all I can think of, as if it was her character. You were that's right. It. it was Drew Barrymore from <sighs> Fever Pitch. Fever. Ah, the temperature. Ah. <laughs> I knew it was that movie. And her character's name ah. is Lindsay Meeks. Lindsay Meeks. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> ah, that irritates you, me so you much. spot on. These clues. Ah, it was a good clue, too. All right. Okay, so I did end up with a zero, though, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> it's sad when I'm happy about a zero okay so this one might be a little easier for you to get the benefit of it honey you really got to be sitting in my seat i want to say that's kurt russell or kurt russell in um death proof uh what's the hint um well, I don't want to give you the hint because it's not going to help you. Well, I don't think it will because at this point, well, okay, I'm overthinking it. I'll just give you the clue. Hood of the car. <laughs> what? Hood, hood of the car is the, okay, is the clue. Yeah, Sorry. It's Death Proof, Kurt Russell. I don't know his character's name in that movie. So I'm going to say it's Bill. <laughs> yeah that was why i was thrown off because i was i didn't want to 
like take a point. You got the right movie. I didn't want to take a point away from you because I figured you probably w- it wasn't going to help you get the character yeah. name. Well, I just wanted confirmed that it was death proof. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it was death proof, and his character is stuntman Mike. Yeah, it's Kurt <laughs> Russell, right? Yeah, it's Kurt okay, Russell. Yeah. So yeah, you did get a point. Yep. Cool. All right. Our first point of the game. You are at zero for this game. Yes. <laughs> Just. Just. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Number four. Not very sporting to fire on an unarmed opponent. I thought you were supposed to be good. Aren't you the good man? Come on, Deckard. Show me what you're made of. Oh, um, Deckard was a dead giveaway. It's um, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. And um, um, what is the actor? The character is ba- Beatty, I think. And... <laughs> that's irritating that I can't remember the, the actor um oh that's really annoying right now because I know the stupid actor alright I'm just going to go with those two because that's that's what I got uh that is correct um his name is Roy Batty or Batty, Batty yeah um and he's played by Rutger Hauer Rutger Hauer dang it what was my clue going to be um I, I make up my clues on the fly, so I don't have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, I got two points out of that one. All right. Now, your quote, your next quote, Rob, number four. I told you we should have got a zenith. Uh, clue. Clue is gizmo. Okay, that is. Uh, Gremlins. Um, the dad. Don't know his name, and I don't know the actor. Yeah, that's a little bit of a harder one. It's um, yeah, you got the movie. Um, so that's gonna net to zero. But uh, actor is Dick Miller, which I believe is the guy from um, A Christmas Story, and uh, character's name is Murray. Murray. Butterman. If, you, okay. if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> All right. Alrighty. Uh, number five. See this system here? This is hi-fi. High fidelity. What that means is that it's the highest quality fidelity. The highest quality fidelity. Uh, I think if that was from high, high fidelity, that would be a little too obvious. A little too on the nose. I don't... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um... Highest fidelity. Oh, man. All of yours are just like annoyingly at the edges of my consciousness. <laughs> man. Highest fidelity. Do you like your clue? Oh, it's frustrating. Yeah, give me the clue. The clue is Diggler. Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, Boogie Nights, because it's probably Dirk Diggler, which would be um, Mark Wahlberg's character. So yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. 
uh, well, you're right that it's um, Boogie Nights. Okay. But it's not. I wouldn't have given you that character's name if he was the. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, you're right. The answer. That's stupid. So it was actually. Um, oh well. Uh, Don Cheadle's character, Buck Swope. Ah, uh, yeah. Works at the uh, speaker store. That makes a lot more sense. Um, so I that was a net zero for me. Yep. <laughs> wow. Have you got any points yet? This is a toughie. This is a toughie. I got two. Um, but you netted zero. So seventy nine to sixty nine. I can never seem to get closer than like a ten point spread from you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that that pretty much does it. I think. Or, I, I think you you have one more for me, don't you? Oh, that, oh, I did it again. Ah, Jeremiah. All right. How dare you? Let me get hit, hit you with your last one here, Rob. I'm sorry I let you get attacked by a werewolf and you know ended the world. Oh, with a horror theme, obviously. Kind of. <laughs> Hint. Your hint is secluded dwelling. Um, secluded dwelling. Airwolf. Um. What was the quote again? I was about to read it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Or I'm I'm sorry. I let you get attacked by a werewolf, and you know, ended the world. Oh man, it's a tough one. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Well, the secluded dwelling is a cabin in the woods. Oh, okay. Movie is cabin in the woods, and uh, Kristen Connolly is the actress. Dana Polk is the character. Yeah, that was um. Don't know any of those people. I don't think I've heard of one of your actors. Uh, you got Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. So Kurt <laughs> Russell. Alrighty then. Well, but what was the final score? Actors are a little little too obscure. So uh, I had some obscure ones too. It's, it's the same. What? Same as what I just said. Sixty or sixty nine, seventy nine, because that ended up being a. Or wait. Oh no no you got a negative one. What sorry. was the final scores of the game? So, oh, it was um sorry negative one to two. You got negative one. I got two. Okay. <laughs> so well, it's, hey, you're catching up. Yeah, seventy eight to sixty nine. So now it's a nine point spread. <laughs> Alrighty then. All right. So reel on reels uh, has concluded this broadcast. If you would like to subscribe? Um, you can follow us on Twitter and. Anchor and Facebook and Real on Reels official at Gmail.com. Sounds I'm so excited to tell people how to follow us, Rob. You can uh, donate to us if you want to put a, toss a quarter in our cup. <laughs> uh, go to Anchor.fm and you can, uh, you know, patronize our podcast. Digitally patronize us while we verbally patronize you. Yes, um, we're, just, you're, we're just so grateful for you, and uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, this is real and reals, and uh, we take no prisoners. All right, <laughs> except we, you know, we do have a couple, but we don't talk about that. They, they don't count. Those are our interns; they aren't prisoners. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I, I get confused sometimes. Yeah, you fed them, right? Oh yeah, you're good. Okay. I saw the dog bowls in the dishwasher, so I wasn't sure if you... Yep. All right. So, 
thank you for listening y'all yeah thanks for uh you know doing what you do well specifically for listening yeah not really thanking you for anything else yeah unless you're like bettering the world in some way which let's face it you're probably not (laughs) and with that note thanks everybody (laughs) we'll see you next time see ya